Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count for your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I can't believe these words are actually coming out of my mouth. Is Alex Murdoch convicted of the double murders of his wife and son going to get a new trial? That's basically having the winner of the Super Bowl turn over his playbook to the other side just before you take to the field. Bad. Not good. The state never wants the defendant to get a new trial. Their entire strategy revealed. It's like the first trial was a dry run for the defense. They find out what they did wrong. For instance, putting Alex Murdoch, that big liar, on the stand to fidget and look around the courtroom and blink rapidly and lie through his teeth. Yeah, the jury knew he was lying. They would never put him on the stand on a second run. And by doing that, may win. Remember in the first trial, the defense team stupidly opened the door to proof of financial crimes. Millions of dollars the double murderer, Alex Murdoch, had stolen from his firm and his clients, including clients that were forever, forever immobilized, in pain, in wheelchairs. He stole their money. Now, the jury would never have heard that if the defense had not brought it up first about financial motive. As soon as they did that, the state could bring in all that damning evidence about who Alex Murdoch really is. Now, think about it. 
What would happen if there's a new trial and Murdoch did not take the stand like the wily fox he is and that financial motive never came in? What else would they do differently? That's just the tip of the iceberg. Of course, all of that evidence is true. But on a second trial, the jury may never hear it. And we are inching, inching, step by step, closer to a new trial for Alex Murdoch. I sat through the whole first one. I don't want to do it again. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us here at Crime Stories and on Sirius XM 111. Now, as you know, Murdoch was just in court. He was in court in the last 24 hours trying to get a new trial on the back of the clerk of courts, Rebecca Hill, who I found to be a reliable and trustworthy friendly person. Did she say something that's going to merit a new trial? God forbid. We're going to find out. But also, in the last days, Murdoch has been back at the podium in the courtroom, whining and snotting and slobbering. Well, you know what? You listen. Listen to Murdoch. My wife loved you. And you are absolutely right about everything you said. But you are dead wrong about one thing. And I would never hurt Maggie, and I would never hurt Paul. And it is important to me that you know that. Because she did love you. And I hope you know that. And I hope you know that I mean what I say here today. Does it never end with this guy? How dare he invoke the name of his beautiful, incredible wife, dead wife, that he murdered in his effort to get lenient treatment? I mean, does this guy have any shame at all? Uh, I've got an all-star panel, but first I I need a shrink, and I wouldn't need one now. This double hot tea is not going to pull me through this. Dr. Bethany Marshall joining us, uh, high-profile psychoanalyst, joining us out of L.A. She's now appearing in the new season of Paris in Love on Peacock. Dr. Bethany Marshall, does this guy have no shame? You know who he reminds me of right now? Another double killer, quadruple killer probably, or quintuple killer, Lori Vallow cult mom. Remember when she invoked, I actually hate to say these words because I'm trying to be a Christian. She actually invoked the name of Jesus Christ and her dead son that she helped murder in her bid for a lenient sentence. She told the judge that Christ knew she hadn't done anything wrong. Right. I'm not going to even speak on his behalf. And that her son, I think, didn't she say, Jackie, he came to her in a vision and said, Mom, you didn't do anything wrong. Oh, you know what? Uh, Yes. Jackie says yes. I mean, yes, came to her in her jail cell. You're right, Jackie. Um, You know, and now we've got Murdoch conjuring up the image of Maggie Murdoch, his long-suffering wife, Mm. uh, and talking about her trying to get lenient sentencing. What is with this guy? You know, Nancy, he's a con artist, and he will con 
to the end of his days. And the con- he conned Maggie into thinking that he loved her. He conned his law firm into thinking that he was upright and not, you know, putting, putting all the money into a trust account. Now he's trying to con the judge, he's trying to con the jury. You know, he, he will never stop. You know, sociopathy. Quit using your fancy words, okay? <laughs> okay. I may be a trial lawyer, but I'm not a straight. What is that? Speak English, woman. What's sociopathy? A sociopath is a narcissist on steroids. It's a very amplified version of that. And what we know about sociopaths is that they are parasites. They live off other people. So we can see that in how he, um, you know, lived off the law firm, um, but, but unlawfully, of course. Dr. Bethany Marshall, do I need to remind you that after prosecuting this long and being on TV for this long, you're going to have to speak to me in sound bites. These long, prolonged explanations. I don't even know what you're saying. What? Why is he invoking the name of, Matt, of his wife, Maggie Murdoch? Because he's not attached to her. He will use anything and anybody. You know what, Dr. Bethany Marshall, um, let me go to Chris McDonough as well. Okay. And uh, no, no, I'm going to circle back to you because I just had a thought And I certainly don't want to lose one of those. Chris McDonough is joining me, director of Cold Case Foundation, former homicide detective, about 300 homicides under his belt, host of a YouTube channel, The Interview Room, where I found him. Chris, before I go back to Dr. Bethany, and I've got a special guest, Jennifer Wood is joining me. She's been on the story from the get-go, joining us from Fitz News, Dr. Michelle Dupree, who is the medical examiner who is all over this case, and Ronnie Richter, partner at Bland Richter, who's about three inches of Alex Murdoch's tailpipe. But to Chris McDonough, see, this has just started my whole day off wrong. As a, a, a homicide investigator, you could go into the office. I'm here in the studio with my hot tea. I've got the picture of the twins here. I'm all happy. Then I have to hear Alex Murdoch whining and snotting in court. Guarantee you he wasn't crying when he gunned down Maggie and his son, Paul, right? All he was thinking about was himself. And then, you know what? My day is just shot to H-E-double-L, and I have to hear his whiny voice. Did that happen to you? You go in the, I, I know your wife, a.k.a. Honey, I, I bet she'd like, give you a wonderful cup of coffee and a kiss on the ear, and off you'd go to work, and then you have to read a case file. And it's just shot to H-E-double-L. You know, Nancy, our, our motto in homicide when your day ends, ours begins. And with him uh, is everything that he talks about, Murdoch, is in the past tense. You ever, don't, do we ever notice that, that she did love me? You know, and every time he gets caught, all of a sudden it becomes present. Uh, I'd be fascinated to hear what the doc thinks. Uh, about why he is always talking in the past tense. That's a really good point. Hold on, Ronnie Richter. I hear you're chomping at the bit. Thank the Lord, because you've been in the courtroom. Murdoch back in the courtroom trying to get a new trial, believe it or not. Hold on, Ronnie. I got to go back to Dr. Bethany. Dr. Bethany, again, please dummy down for me. Okay, I'm just a JD. You're the shrink. This guy will stop at nothing, just like cult mom used Christ mm-hmm. and her dead son to try to get a lighter sentence. And here he is, is using Maggie. He thinks he's controlling everybody. He's been in control his whole life. He's been in charge of everybody. Or he has the illusion that he's been in charge of everybody because he's not in charge of anybody right now. 
But lying and lying, that is a way to manipulate other people. Um, but it comes from a sense that other people won't see his BS, that other people think he's great. I not only see it, I can smell it. I can smell it right here in the studio. And when he took the stand, he like emanated the stench Mm -hmm. of BS. Dr. Bethany, I know that your parents were missionaries and you go on mission trips. Have you ever actually smelled bullshit? Cow crap in a field. There's nothing like it. All kinds of bullshit. I mean, you know... This guy, like, he reeked walking. Hey, you ever seen um, uh, Charlie Brown in Pigpen always has a, a cloud of dust around him? There's just a stink <laughs> around Murdoch everywhere he goes. And he has beautiful outfits. I was looking at his uh, brother who was in court, his son who sat right in front of me, all the family. Talk about designer clothes. I mean, they look like they had gone straight to the couture uh, department at Dillard's. I mean, that's just the only thing I can think of. <laughs> or Saks Fifth Avenue. They looked awesome. And so did he, but he still stunk. When the, when the beads of sweat are on the person's forehead and snot's coming down their nose and they're sweating. You know, we've got to quit saying snot because I told the twins not to say it. And sometimes <laughs> they sneak and listen to crime stories. Let me go to Ronnie Richter. Hold on, Jennifer Wood. I know you're the one that has actually all the true facts right now. But uh, can I address this to Ronnie Richter? Partner Bland Richter, law firm. They're representing the Stephen Smith family, another teen found dead near uh, Alex Murdoch's hunting lodge. Gloria Satterfield's family, she worked for the Murdoch's raising the boys as a nanny. The Plyer sisters, Ronnie, Alex Murdoch back in court. Could you just explain? And in a nutshell, I used to love it to get on the elevators or uh, at the courthouse or in court, like in an opening statement where the defense attorney would, you know, shoot off a big, long Latin phrase to try to impress the jury. It did the opposite. So please speak English, simple English to me. Okay. Alex Murdoch back in court for a new trial. Why? He wants a new trial because he contends that the clerk of court went into the jury room during the deliberations and said something that changed the outcome of the trial. I like what you just said. Simple, short. I loved it. And you're right. Simply put, you are right, Ronnie Richter. Dr. Michelle Dupree, high-profile forensic pathologist, medical examiner, former detective, and she actually wrote the book, Homicide Investigation Field Guide, and a recent book, which is on Amazon, Money, Mischief, and Murder, The Murdoch Saga, the rest of the story. Dr. Dupree, one of the reasons I'm so angry right now is because, as you know, my fiancé was murdered just before our wedding. It changed my life. I didn't even want to live. Dropped out of school, lost down to 89 pounds, couldn't eat, couldn't think. It was horrible. And I thought, oh, I know it all now about grief and suffering. I didn't know anything until I had the twins. And now I realize what grief and suffering would be. One of the twins, or both of them, living without one of their parents. Me losing one of them. I don't think, unless you've lived through it, going to a murder scene, that you you have been to many, as you have been McDonough, as you have been Ronnie Richter. The stench of blood, the dried blood, looking at the victims lying there, staring off into space, their bodies at weird angles, 
just holes, their bodies riddled with holes, gaping wounds, blood all matted in their hair. And, you know, Maggie was such a perfect dresser all the time, and she dressed her whole family, I can tell you that, like, beautifully. Their clothes drenched in blood. And then it starts to coagulate and dry and smell. It's terrible. That's what's going through my mind about Maggie and Paul dead like that. I mean, once you have lived through that and been to those scenes, you never look at a murder the same way again. Until then, it seems like a movie or a made-for-TV story. But when you go to that scene and you see these people and they're suffering, it's terrible. And to see him get up in that courtroom and call on the name of Maggie to get a lighter sentence just sends me right over the edge. Explain what a real murder scene is like, much less a double murder, Dr. Dupree. Nancy, you have done an excellent job and you're absolutely right. It is something that you will never forget. The sights, the smells, the sounds even. And, you know, one thing that I find very interesting, and I've done a lot of research on this, Alex keeps saying that I would never hurt them. I have never found where he said I did not hurt them. That just strikes me as something very odd. Now, to the latest, and it pains me to say this, Jennifer Wood is joining me, director of research, fitsnews.com. That's F-I-T-S news.com. Jennifer. What is, and see, I'm very torn because I befriended Becky Hill during the trial. We spoke during breaks. I needed a phone one day. I couldn't get reception. I had to find out something about the twins. Something was happening and I couldn't find my husband. I couldn't find anybody. I I had to use, she let me use her phone one day. She could not have been nicer or friendlier, and more importantly, more professional. So I tend not to believe these allegations. But what if she said something in passing like, oh, this will be a quick verdict, meaning, you know, in jest, like it's probably going to be a long verdict. Um, Because I remember coming out of the courtroom right after the closing statements and jury charges, and I called Jackie, who's sitting right here with me right now, because I was there and she was here. And and she said, well, what's going to happen? I said, oh, we ought to have a verdict in about 30 minutes. And we both started laughing because we knew it was not going to be in 30 minutes. So how do I know that's not what she said? I mean, I tend to believe her. But what in the hay is happening, Jennifer Wood? You know, I had the same experience with Becky Hill during the trial. And even after the trial, you know, as as a journalist, we have to reach out to the clerk of court's office frequently for court filings and she was always she's always been professional she's always been helpful so the things that are coming out now are surprising to me still um in terms of what happened during the trial i tend to lean where you are where i you know i can see her saying something in passing not something intentional um but it's getting you know the water is getting muddier the more we find out about stuff that she's done since the trial ended. What do you mean by that? Um, You know, so we've got the allegations of um, 
you know, she admitted she plagiarized portions of her book. Okay, wait, tell me about that. What is she alleged to have plagiarized? And uh, actually, that's neither here nor there when it comes to a new trial. But pl- what, is, what does she allegedly plagiarize? Um, so there are portions of her book that um, appear to be lifted from an article written during the trial by a BBC author. So, um, you know, it, you know, if you line them both up, it is, it's very clear that, you know, it was definitely pulled from that article. She's admitted that she did that in a rush to publish her article or her book. Um, you know, and there's, you know, there's allegations, there's ethics investigations going on and SLED has two ongoing open investigations into her. What, what, but, 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 what? Two investigations by South Carolina Law Enforcement Division on Becky Hill? Yes. For what? Um, so the investigations are related to the ethics, the ethics violations against her. So, um, you know, the SLED has said, yeah, we do currently have two ongoing investigations into Becky Hill relating to, you know, if she was involved in, you know, what the wiretapping that her son was indicted for. Um, if she was involved in any wrongdoing as the clerk of court. It sounds like it's the same thing that the defense is bringing up. And and Ronnie Richter joining me, jumping off what Jennifer Wood just said. Guys, Alex Murdoch back in court. He slunk back in trying to get a new trial. Ronnie Richter, what... what did her, what's her son accused of? Son is accused of wiretapping and um, wiretapping related to intercepting communications about the investigation into her over the jury tampering charges. Okay, hold on. Let me get this straight. Our our number one concern is, did Becky Hill, the clerk of courts, who I found to be a nice person and professional, which is important as it relates to this claim, did she say or do anything to prejudice this jury into a guilty verdict? Now she's being investigated about uh, did she lift sentences from some other article and put them in her book in her haste to publish? That's one thing. And did her son wiretap? When you say wiretap, how did how he allege, How did he allegedly wiretap? I, I don't know the mechanism, but in South Carolina, you can record a conversation that you're a party to. Apparently, he recorded a conversation that he was not a party to. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. If you're a smoker looking for an alternative to traditional tobacco, you might feel uncertain at the thought of changing things up. Maybe you're ready to make a switch, but don't know where to start. Maybe you've tried vaping, thought it wasn't your thing. Maybe you've heard of smokeless nicotine products, but aren't familiar with the options. Meet Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch. Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. 
Zen is a satisfying tobacco alternative that puts you in control of your nicotine experience, which means Zen pairs well with you. Visit Zinn.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zinn. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Jennifer Wood, uh, you're hearing Ronnie Richter, partner at Bland Richter, Jennifer, could it be something as simple, and I'm certainly not defending any wrongdoing, but I'm trying to understand what the facts are, that he recorded a phone conversation with his phone? Could it be that simple? Is South Carolina a two-party consent state? South Party, uh, I believe, and Ronnie, correct me if I'm wrong, is South Carolina is a one-party consent state. One, but one party I do state. not, yeah, I do not believe that he was a party to the phone call that he recorded. Oh, okay, so this is. Now, did he allegedly set up some equipment or was he in the room recording it? Or are you? did he put some device on someone's phone? How do, How is it alleged he recorded somebody else's phone call? And this was recording a phone call about the investigation into his own mother. How is it alleged he did that, the mechanism? You know, they did not give, Fred did not give details um, or the 14th Circuit um Bullister did not give details in their indictment. Um, so that's all just what we're hearing from our sources. So it could be anything from planting a bug in somebody's room to being in the room when a call was going on and recording it. All right. So we right. don't know what it is yet. Now, who would not be hard pressed to record a conversation about someone investigating your mother? Okay, I, I'm going to take the fifth on that because I would do a lot <laughs> to help my mother. That said, that's a whole nother can of worms. And I can't believe, Ronnie Richter, you even brought that up. Oh, sorry. It was me. So let's get back to Alex Murdoch, the double killer, and not Becky Hill's son recording a conversation about somebody investigating his mother. Let's get down to Alex Murdoch, who needs to stay behind bars. Take a listen to Sydney Sumner, Crime Online. Alex Murdoch's hearings will be held in open court. Court-controlled television cameras will be allowed, but they cannot focus on the faces of testifying jurors. The jurors will be referred to by their juror numbers, not their names. The hearing will determine whether Murdoch will be granted a new murder trial after his attorney's alleged jury tampering by Colleton County Clerk of Court, Rebecca Becky Hill. During a status hearing, Murdoch's attorneys proposed a list of witnesses who should testify during the trial, including each of the jurors and Colleton County Clerk of Court, Becky Hill. Murdoch's attorneys also listed state prosecutor Creighton Waters and Judge Clifton Newman. Oh, I only hope they call Creighton Waters to the stand. <laughs> that is the chief prosecutor in the Alex Murdoch case. Go on, put him up on the stand because then the state can cross-examine their own colleague. That will be incredible. I remember in an arson murder case, the defense was stupid enough to call one of my arson investigators. And you're going to love this, Ronnie Richter. You're a trial lawyer. They called him at about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. You know what that means. 
right before the jury went home for the weekend, I had my own investigator on cross-examination. <laughs> I practically danced across the courtroom. I'm like, isn't it true? You think he did it, right? I mean, it, I just said whatever the truth was. And the witness would go, that's right. That is right. It was a field day. So I only hope, hope that they actually put Creighton Waters, the lead investigator, on the stand. And let me tell you something else, Ronnie Richter, that happened at CrimeCon. Creighton Waters was there. And I went up to him. Nobody else was around. I'm like, Waters, please tell me there's not going to be a new trial because of Becky Hill. I just don't believe that she said any of these things, or if she did, that she didn't say them in jest. And if she did say them in jest, that actually made the jury come back with a guilty verdict. He wouldn't say a word. He just gave kind of like a grin and kind of sidled off. He wouldn't tell me a thing, as he shouldn't. But he's a pretty wily lawyer. I only hope they put Creighton Waters on the stand. (laughs) It's not going to happen. Okay, what else do we know? Take a listen to the defense lawyer. Now, this has just gone down in the last 24 hours in court. Let's hear what they're up to. Take a listen as the fox shows its hand. Our cut 213. We have in our motion for a new trial um, submitted affidavits of one deliberating juror, one alternate, and, excuse me, and, and, then a, and then another affidavit of a witness to an interview of an alternate. Where, and all three statements are consistent and, and in that they heard Ms. Hill, the clerk of court, prior to deliberations and frankly before the defense put on their case, Ms. Hill instructed, do not be fooled by the defense. That's what the sworn statements say. And secondly, before Mr. Murdoch took the stand, Ms. Hill advised one deliberating juror and two alternates at least Watch his demeanor, which is an implication of, you know, he's going to lie. And, and so then the question becomes, um, factually, did those contacts happen? Uh-oh, he's interpreting what he says, he'll said. How do I know a juror didn't say, you think he's telling the truth? And she said, well, you watch, you decide, you watch him on the stand. How do I know that's not what happened? Now, I want you to hear what Creighton Waters says back. This just went down in court. Listen. We made the argument that the affidavits uh, on their face, the only deliberating juror um, indicated in that 630 uh, in that affidavit only said that uh, she uh, voted guilty. She had questions but voted guilty because she felt pressured by other jurors. And, of course, the law is crystal clear in multiple cases uh, that that sort of internal debate, it's actually in Rule 606B, that that's not any sort of misconduct or anything that is an appropriate uh, venue or mechanism in order to attack the verdict. Uh, so for that reason, we've argued that uh, their uh, showing in their motion for a new trial is insufficient uh, based on the case law for an evidentiary hearing uh, because there is uh, on his face no uh, sufficient allegation of prejudice. Okay, uh, decipher that, Ronnie Richter. Well, that means that you know, in every jury trial, Nancy, you know this as well as anybody, the only thing the jury agrees on is that they want to go home. And so <laughs> yes. every, every jury. Or that they want to go to lunch. They, yes, they can they, agree on that. Then they fight about what they're going to have to eat. Go ahead. 100%. So for a juror to say that they, they render their verdict because they felt pressured, that is the jury process. So that has nothing to do with a motion for a new trial. And these extra 
extrajudicial statements by the clerk of court, again, they have to prove first they were said, and and one or more jurors have to say that because Becky said that thing, I changed my vote. And that that's a hard stretch to, to think someone's going to actually say that under oath. You know, when I said uh, to you, Chris McDonald, you probably lived through this, as have many people on, on the panel. When, I, when, when Richter says the only thing they really agree on is they want to go home, and I said, and they also agree they want to go to lunch, that would be like the bailiff's. Number one concern is getting the jury to lunch. You know, Chris McDonough, you've lived through a lot of homicide trials. Every Sunday after church, we go out for lunch at somewhere, and it never fails. All four of us want to go somewhere different. It never fails. And we, of course, have a um, discussion about where we're going. Of course, the jury is going to argue about where they go to lunch. But we all agree that we want to go. So to have a juror say, I voted guilty, I felt pressured by the jury, uh, uh, the jurors at some point, that doesn't mean she would not have voted guilty anyway. So all this discussion about the jurors disagreeing and feeling pressure, that happens in every jury trial. Have you had that experience, Chris? Absolutely, Nancy. I mean, the the interesting part of this particular situation that everybody finds themselves watching here is I had a case where I actually had three defendants and, and three separate juries in the same courtroom. They would not separate. Uh, and it was one of the first in California. Long story short, uh, I had a juror saying I was smiling too much during the proceedings. And, you know, they bore dire the entire, all 45 jurors. And one of them in the middle of it turns and he goes, well, Detective McDonough, Smiling doesn't bother me. However, that guy, and he points to the defendant and all heck broke loose, right? And it was like, people make decisions quickly based upon emotion. And maybe she was hungry, but it doesn't mean to your point, Nancy, that that influenced her decision. So let me understand this. Ronnie Richter, the... Defense has to show not only are these accusations against Becky Hill true, but also they must prove that it prejudiced the jurors, correct? 100%. And that was the big takeaway from yesterday. We also heard the judge lay down the law. Take a listen to this. Former South Carolina Chief Justice Jean Toll took control of her South Carolina courtroom, making several rulings affecting Alec Murdaugh's bid for a new murder trial. His attorneys say jury tampering by Colleton County Clerk of Court Becky Hill impacted the original trial's outcome. And that, according to Toll, will be the defense's burden to prove. The attorneys argued the law only required them to prove improper contact with jurors had occurred. According to Toll, she will rule that, quote, prejudice must be proved not presumed. Toll says the stand she will take on the specific evidence of what was said, when it was said, and how it impacted the jury lies with the defense, not an assumption on Becky Hill's credibility. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. 
You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. If you're a smoker looking for an alternative to traditional tobacco, you might feel uncertain at the thought of changing things up. Maybe you're ready to make a switch, but don't know where to start. Maybe you've tried vaping, thought it wasn't your thing. Maybe you've heard of smokeless nicotine products, but aren't familiar with the options. Meet Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch. Zinn nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Which means Zinn pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zinn fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life. Because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zinn pouch in is you. Zinn is a satisfying tobacco alternative that puts you in control of your nicotine experience, which means Zinn pairs well with you. Visit Zinn.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zinn. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Jennifer Wood joining us, Director of Research, FitzNews.com. Jennifer, thank you for being with us. It's really hard for me to believe anything the defendant says or the defense says. Because remember, right after uh, Alex Murdoch claimed he had been attacked on a rural road and shot in the head, and one of the lawyers came out and said, oh, he's got a brain injury, blah, blah, blah. He came into court like a day or two later with a Band-Aid. A band on the back of his head. Yeah. One band aid. I'm like, is that the brain injury? Yeah. So how can I believe anything that they say? You're right. It's, you know, kind of like the boy who cried wolf and with their case, you know, is what they're saying true and do they have do they have what's needed to back it up? And I think Chief Justice Toll really closed the door on a lot of it. Because she's really focusing on the law, which I think is fabulous. Um, you know, if, you know, she's, she's not, she said she's not there to hear a criminal trial against Becky Hill. She is there to hear whether the jurors who deliberated were influenced and if that influence can be proved that it changed their verdict. So, I mean, they tend to throw a lot of noise. Like I said, they muddy the waters by, you know, throwing all of these different allegations about Becky Hill. But really what Chief Justice told did was boil it down to the facts that are needed to determine if he should receive a new trial. Guys, I want you to hear the judge herself, Justice Jean Toll, in our cut 219. The question of whether improper contact was made with them and whether it affected their verdict. I understand that you, uh, uh, on the defense side, have views about what further should be asked the jurors on two levels. Uh, one, 
as a predicate to what you want to do with the clerk herself in examining her. Uh, and two, uh, as a means of further attacking the credibility of the clerk in her testimony. There's a whole lot more that Mr. Harpootman has indicated he'd like to explore that I regard as totally extraneous to the inquiry that we maintain. I'm not going to allow those questions uh, to be asked by way of proffer and then have the clerk answer those questions and have that be the proper, although I consider them irrelevant questions. We're not going to uh, handle the case in that way. If I exclude a certain question from being asked, then the proper will be whatever in writing um, the, is chosen to be offered in that regard. But I will not conduct a hearing that is a whole side uh, hearing in which every question um, desired is asked and either required to be answered. Wow. That is one smart judge. To you, Ronnie Richter, high-profile lawyer who has deep and many connections to the Murdoch case, in regular people talk, what did the judge just say? She said this is going to be a very skinny affair that um, I know you want to talk about, you know, Dick and Jim, you want to talk about. Who are the defense lawyers? The defense lawyers. You want to talk about why Becky Hill did what she did and some of these extraneous matters. But we're going to limit this to a couple of essential questions. What did she say? Was it improper? And did it change the outcome of the trial? That's it. Don't want to hear anything else. And also, it, it sounds like the judge is saying proper. The judge is saying proffer, which means you give the judge what you're intending to ask. You give the judge a sneak preview of what you're intending to do before you do it in open court. So it sounds sounds to me, Ronnie, like she's trying to head off a lot of cross-examination type questions where the attorney makes a speech and then at the end puts a question mark at, at it to trash Becky Hill. Uh, you're 100% right. She, th there would be no theater here. She's asking the attorneys to literally prepare the questions that they want to have asked. She will consider those questions and she will ask those questions. I don't even think she's going to afford an opportunity for cross-examination. Yeah, I, I, I see. Um, I have a saying I used quite a bit as a trial lawyer and still do. Once the camel's nose is in the tent, his tail will surely follow. In other words, if she lets the defense go on a rampage down a winding pig path. You know what a pig path is, right, Richter? I'm from South Carolina, Nancy, yes. Yes, so of course you do. A pig path, to those of you that don't know, means you're going along a path with a herd of pigs and they take off and they take a pig path, which means willy-nilly, running. You can't catch them. In fact, uh, as a matter of fact, you know, Ronnie, I told you my dad worked for Norfolk Southern Railroad for 40 plus years. He also had a pig farm. In other words, raised pigs with my mother's brother who thought it was a great idea. 
It was awful. After he would get home from work on the railroad all day, crazy hours, he'd have to chase pigs on your pig pass. And, oh, you know, you grab them and take off. You can't hold on to a pig like a greased pig. That's what we don't want the defense to do in this case or anybody to run off down a pig path like a greased pig and you can't catch it and you lose control of the courtroom. This judge is not going to let that happen. So, Jennifer Wood, uh, again, what's next and what is the defense going to try to do? Number one, are they going to bring on the alternate jurors, including the egg lady who made a big production of going back into the jury deliberation room after she was relieved of her position to get the dozen eggs she brought the jurors to eat? We're not hearing from them, are we? No, Chief Justice Toll really limited the scope of the evidentiary hearing, which is scheduled January 29th, um, to just the jurors that deliberated. And she said she wants to hear from all 12 of them. So, you know, I do think that Dick Harputlian and Jim Griffin, who represent Alex Murdoch, are going to try to get as, you know, as much of the evidence as I can into that hearing regarding that stuff. But I, it sounded to me like she doesn't want to hear that. It doesn't, the alternate jurors or the jurors that did not deliberate are not critical to what she's hearing. You know, Dr. Bethany Marshall, a big danger in court is underestimating your opponent. Like we all know Alex Murdoch is a big fat liar. Okay. But remember, he fooled a lot of people for a really long time. These lawyers, who I love to skewer, are actually very, very good lawyers, Griffin and Harputlian. They're extremely crafty. They're clever. They're wily. They've won a lot of cases. And while I always would go into the courtroom wearing the mantle of the right side, knowing that the defendant was guilty and was evil and needed to go to jail. If you underestimate what the defense is doing here, you're going to be up the creek without a paddle. You know, Nancy, you read my mind because I was thinking these these lawyers lie as prolifically as their client does. And I was thinking birds of a feather flock together. Are there is there some influence back and forth between Murdoch's lying and their lying and actually the sophistication and the slickness of it? in that they really know what to say to grab people's hearts, to influence them, and as I said earlier, to manipulate them, because we can all be manipulated, Nancy, all of us. And it always starts slowly. It starts with one sentence, one agreement, one thing we capitulate to with another person, and pretty soon we're ensnared. And, you know, fortunately the judge is used to this, so she's not gonna be ensnared. But that's not true of the normal everyday citizen who is not used to being lied lied to so much. You're right. This judge has seen it all. But can this judge be bamboozled? From what I know about the judge, I would have to say no. Dr. Michelle Dupree, I don't want to forget what this is really all about. It's not about Hart Pootlinger or Griffin or Creighton Waters or even Alex Murdoch. This is about Maggie the mother of two, who had put up with the Lord only knows what for years, being lured to that hunting lodge and her and seeing her son gunned down. 
I, I, I can't think of anything that could hurt me more than to see anything, God forbid it, please, happen to my children, to one of my children. And as she raced, I believe, toward Paul, she gets gunned down. That's what this is about. If you could just describe Dr. Dupree, as you know, better than any of us today, what happened to Paul and Maggie? Absolutely, Nancy. And it it is such a tragedy. The scene indicates that she was, in fact, running toward Paul when she herself was shot. And Paul, we believe, was shot first. He was shot with a shotgun, which is a devastating injury. I mean, it literally just devastates the person. Maggie was shot several times with a rifle. Again, a devastating injury running when she hears the shot running toward her son, not knowing what's happening. And then both of them apparently realizing that the person that is doing this is, again, someone that is a member of their family, their husband, their father. I cannot imagine. Jennifer Wood, director research, FitzNews.com, who is on this case, has been on it since day one. Jennifer, what's going to happen next? So we're going into that evidentiary hearing the 29th of January. It is scheduled to be held three days. Um, Chief Justice Toll said that she will be hearing from the jurors the first day. And we expect to also hear from Rebecca Hill um, regarding her point of view. It's nobody knows what Becky Hill is going to say. So that's kind of a wild card. Um, You know, she's going to have to get on the stand and give her point of view while she's, you know, under an active flood investigation. So, Richter, does she have a lawyer? Yeah, she has a lawyer. You know who the lawyer is? Uh, She's got a couple. She's got uh, Will Lewis and uh, Justin Bamberg, who's a state representative out of Bamberg, uh, oddly enough. Well, they may be a state representative, but you know what I think about politicians? Are they good trial lawyers? That's all I care about. Uh, He was a good trial lawyer before he was a politician, but yeah, he's good. We'll see. We'll see if she takes the fifth. Oh, Lord in heaven. Yep. Mm, mm, mm. Okay, we will see. We wait as justice unfolds. Goodbye, friend. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.